time. And uh, Father, just uh, pray that you'll answer all these prayer requests, even these that weren't necessarily mentioned, but certainly on the list. And I'm sure there's plenty more, Lord. Uh, I think of the lost loved ones that we all probably have, friends that need to be saved. Lift them up to you as well. Lord, just be with us tonight. Uh, thank you for bringing us here tonight. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray, amen and amen. All right, take your Bibles, turn to the book of Proverbs chapter 26. Proverbs chapter 26, beginning a new chapter today. And um, as we continue on through the book of Proverbs. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about just simply the fool. And uh, it's a part one. And uh, we're just going to get through six verses tonight. And next week, Lord willing, we'll do part two. And uh, so we're going to be talking about uh, the fool, what we learn concerning the fool even. And, um, you know, that's a pretty hard word, a very serious word, uh, but it's in the Bible. And I think that uh, we find it uh, throughout the book of Proverbs. We've already uh, talked about it a little bit, but these next 12 verses really uh, focus in and, and give us a word picture, if you will, of, of what a fool is all, all about. Now, now, we understand that for the most part, and we've brought this up, especially concerning the book of Proverbs, written to, young, to a young man specifically, for anybody. Uh, but when we think about young people, and we understand not just young people, but, but any, any age, we need to be really careful about the influence of the world. Amen? In other words, uh, for me and everybody, you know, has to do things how they see fit. But when it's come to my children, uh, you know, in the day, you know, when they were younger, uh, and sometimes it would upset people, but, but we were just really cautious about who they were around. You know, now that was just us. You, you have to do what you see fit. But, but I think for the most part, I believe the Bible does teach us. Now, we want to be careful here. We're, we're in the world. We're to be in the world so that we can see people saved. Amen. Uh, and I, I want to share the gospel with anybody, no matter who they are. But when it comes to being influenced by the world, there are certain types of, of, of people that we need to stay away from. And what I mean by that is allowing uh, their lifestyle to rub off on us. And now, especially when it comes to young people, we get a little older, maybe we're more mature in the Lord. Maybe we can be in certain situations with those that don't love the Lord. But with young people, for me, it's just like, I just don't want you around that. You're, you're, you're not ready to, to handle those kinds of things yet. And, and so, again, there, the Bible, I believe, really teaches us that. Uh, you know, but we're, we're still to win people, so I don't want you to misinterpret what I'm saying there. And because there are times, especially as we grow older and we get out in the workforce and what have you, and we have families of our own, that we are going to have to deal with all types of people. I mean, we're going we're gonna to run into these people. We're going to have dealings with these people. Uh, you know, uh, there's good people out there and there's not so good people out there as well. And verses 1 through 12, a, a little harsh, I suppose, but again, it's the Word of God and we need it. And it does deal uh, with the fool, and, and we're just going to look at six verses. Just, it was just going to take too much time to try to do all 12 verses. Uh, but in these verses, we can learn the ways of a fool. In other words, we really see their ungodly ways, really an ungodly attitude. And these verses, I think, are important because we all need discernment when having to deal with the foolish. Because, again, the older we get, the more we're out there in the world, uh, functioning within the world, we're, we're going to come across these types of people. And uh, I think most of us understand what we mean by a fool. And primarily, the Bible really defines a fool as a person who rejects God. I mean, that's, you know, that's very foolish. 
Uh, and when I mean who rejects God, that means rejects God's word, his commands. Uh, these would be those who are hard-hearted, stubborn, if you will, stiff-necked, who reject things like biblical authority and uh, even reject those, whether it's their parents, friends, uh, uh, pastors, or what have you, that God has put in their lives to help them, they also reject that. God defines those people, not me, but God defines those people as fools. And so again, a very serious word, uh, but it's a very serious thing when we reject Christ, amen, when we, when we don't want to uh, uh, hear the truth. And another part of being a fool is too, is the, as we're going to see some verses here. Now, I want to, I want to, you know, I want you to understand fools can be saved. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad that, 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 that anybody could be saved, whosoever could be saved. But when somebody is in that, that foolishness in their, their life, uh, and the longer they stay in that, the harder it is, I believe. But the Bible indicates to us that, that a fool is unteachable. I mean, that's really what's, what's foolish about this. Um, and even when confronted with biblical truth, they remain unteachable. They, they, a fool is against those who, again, who try to direct them uh, in biblical truth. You can, you can show them straight from the Bible, and, and uh, their favorite song is, I shall not be moved. You know, I, I'm going to keep doing what I want to do no matter what the Bible says, no matter what God's Word says. Uh, and that's certainly uh, uh, foolish. And so God, again, He calls these kinds of people fools. Uh, and certainly we think of lost people, certainly a lost people can, can be a fool. That's, that's certainly true. But I think, too, even Christians, uh, we can be foolish and carnal at times. Uh, as well in our behavior. And so tonight we're looking at what Proverbs teaches us about the fool. And so number one, we're going to see very simply, a fool has no honor. As snow in the summer, chapter 26, the book of Proverbs, verse 1, as snow in summer and as rain in harvest. Now those are two things that are not natural. Those are two things that you, you're not going to see. So honor is not seemly for a fool. So again, a fool has no honor. Now, I know today that word honor doesn't mean what it did probably even 10 years ago, but certainly doesn't mean what it did 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Um, and so this probably doesn't mean a lot to the world, uh, but certainly those of us that are saved, I think we would understand the importance of honor. And as we've seen some unnatural things there concerning the weather, it's, un, it's unnatural for a fool to have honor. It just... It's, it's, it's not seemly. It's not going to happen. A fool can have no honor. Uh, and it really teaches us even further that to give honor to a fool, that's, that's not wise either. You know, uh, we, we shouldn't applaud a fool when they're doing foolish things, right? And, and so uh, now we're talking about, let's remember the area, keep this in context. Uh, you know, we would see this as Israel, Palestine. So snow in the summer in Palestine, that's unheard of. Uh, that's something that you're not going to see. And likewise, also in the time of harvest, the time of year that we're in now, it's very dry in that region as it is in many other places. So what we see here is a fool trying to connect with honor. It's out of place. It, it doesn't work. It's, it's not going to, to happen. And uh, just think, though, too, on the other hand, think of all the damage that it causes. Sometimes we do have a wet harvest year. 
And sometimes we get a, a lot of rain during the harvest, even here in Missouri, and it really messes a lot of things up, doesn't it? And so again, we're still seeing this, this picture uh, trying to give honor to a fool. It's unnatural, but it's also harmful to what is right, and it messes everything up, right? <laughs> and, and again, we could just talk about the condition of our country right now and the leadership. I mean, to me, I see some parallels there. I'm, I'm not going to uh, get into that. I think I got all that off my chest last Sunday night, so, so I'll spare you the soapbox tonight. But, but again, we see here the Bible is teaching us that, that a fool certainly has no honor, and we certainly don't want to try to honor a fool as well. Number two, there's no power in the words of a fool. This, this is very important, especially, you know, some of the things that have been going on in the last uh, three or four or five years, uh, especially with news media and so forth. I, I want you to just, just listen real closely here. Look at number two, verse two, uh, chapter 26, the book of Proverbs. As the bird uh, by wandering, as the swallow by flying, uh, so the curses uh, causeless shall not come shall not come. So we have here a picture, and this is, uh, uh, you know, this is something I think we need to explain and understand. So we have here a picture of, of a couple different types of birds here. For tonight, we'll just, you, know, you ever see how a bird just kind of flutters around? They're just, they don't really have a purpose. They don't really have a, uh, you know, in what they're doing. They're just kind of fluttering over here, and then they flutter over here, and then you know, even like a fly, you know, they just kind of buzz around. They're over here, and it's over here, and then it's over here, and then it's back over there. Uh, usually when you're trying to do something, you know, they're fluttering around, buzzing in your ear, those types of things. They're never really landing on anything for a long period of time. They're just fluttering around. Uh, they're here, then they're there, then they're over there. And uh, no rhyme or reason. They're just kind of bouncing around from place to place. We've probably all seen that. Um, my dad, who, who passed away a few months ago, he, he used to say this all the time. And, and uh, now, don't get me wrong, he, he was, you know, sometimes probably a little opinionated about things. But, but uh, he, he, people that talked a lot kind of bothered him. It got under his skin, and uh, uh, maybe more than it should. But uh, he, he would say about people who talked a lot, he said, you know, uh, that individual, whoever it was, they'll talk all day and never say a word. <laughs> and, uh, and sometimes he was right. Uh, but we, we, we've probably been around people like that, right? You know, they're just talking, they're saying. Again, you can watch uh, the news and, and listen to a politician, and they'll rattle on for four or five minutes, and you have no idea what they said. They sure didn't answer the question, right? And so we, we see those types of things going on today. And so... Uh, a fool, now a fool, even though it's jabbering and they're fluttering around, they take a lot of stock in what they're jabbering about. In other words, they, they, to them, is they're, they're, boy, they're really doing it. They're, they're really explaining things. But God is saying those, those foolish things that they are saying, they're just bouncing around, they're just fluttering around. They have no power behind them. They absolutely mean nothing. Amen. Now, here's what I want you to understand. When we watch the news and we hear things that, that are against God, I just want you to understand a lot of that is just flutter. It doesn't mean anything. We don't need to run for the hills. We don't need to, to get all excited and upset and mad because, listen, when it comes to fools speaking words, it's just words they have no power. Amen. I tell you, uh, we, we need to understand that. 
uh, and, and get a hold of it. You know, a wise person is not going to get bogged down in the words of the foolish because it talks there their curses, and what they're talking about is the things that maybe they're threatening with, they have no meaning, they have no impact, they have no sustenance. It's all foolishness, and there's nothing behind it. And so a wise person, a discerning person, we don't want to get bogged down in the words of the foolish because uh, they're, they're empty words. And I think a reasonably uh, biblically-minded person will, will see through those types of things right away because there's no power in the words uh, of a fool. I'm reminded of a biblical example. Remember Goliath? You know, and you say, yeah, but wow, Goliath. I mean, probably nine foot tall. But his words were certainly foolish, weren't they? And he, he had them all backed up, didn't he? Saul stood head and shoulders above everyone else. He was backed up too. I mean, he, he's up there on the hill. He's, he's, I'm not going down there. And, and Goliath at this time, all he'd done was said things. And his, but his words, really, they were nothing. They would mean nothing. They had no real power. And it's just too bad that a teenage boy had to go and show everybody that. Amen? You know, and, and, and again, I, I see a lot of parallels today. And so we can't let the foolish words of those who oppose God disturb us. Because really, they're not just like David said. Your, your battle's not with us, it's with God. Amen. And so again, God, God will quiet them down. Amen. Uh, he'll sure do it. So there's no power in the words of a fool. Number three, fools are always in a state of fighting back and being punished. Verse 3, a whip for the horse, a bridle for the ass, and a rod for the fool's back. You know, in today's age of, of uh, you know, never, you know, corporal punishment, uh, much less with children, but certainly even on animals and those types of things, certainly frowned upon. And, and um, now, you know, I was brought up on a farm and being around, uh, uh, you know, an old-time cowboy and, and horses and cattle and, Stuff like that, uh, uh, cow dogs, you know, what, you know, those types of things. Uh, uh, now, we were never taught to be cruel to animals at all, but um, we were taught that, you know, when you're dealing with a thousand-pound horse, you know, or a bull, a uh, cow sometimes even that big, uh, they can win if they want to. <laughs> they just don't know it. <laughs> I mean, there's no way even a 300-pound big man is going gonna, is gonna to overpower a horse. And, you know, not even a 700-pound horse, much less a 1,000-pound horse, right? And so there has to be some discipline that needs to be maintained, right? Uh, because they, they will, you know, my, my dad would say that they will whip you out because they can. Uh, and so uh, there had to be continually correcting. And it was all, it was an ongoing thing. Those uh, things here that are mentioned in this verse, those are not pleasant things to an animal. Uh, and pain's a good teacher sometimes. And, and so in other words, uh, you know, that, that bridle, certainly the whip and different types of things, those things cause, cause pain. You know, not a lot of pain, but enough pain to remind them that, hey, I, I need to stay the course. I need to keep doing what I'm doing. Now, we're not animals, amen, but God is making a comparison here. And it's, it's a pretty, you know, it's a, it sounds a little hard-hearted, but he's saying just like animals have to be maintained with a sense of, of, of strict, uh, even painful discipline in many areas, sometimes that's the only way a fool's going to learn. Amen. 
I know we don't like to hear that in today's age of psychology and talking through things, but, uh, you know, I, I believe God knows more than anybody else tonight, don't you? Uh, and, and so, again, it's, it's, it's something here that I think we should always think about. Um, and, and, again, uh, when we think about, you know, life there on the farm, those types of things, it had to be forceful, it had to be swift and quick and, and those types of things. Again, not, not talking about just being cruel to things. But what God is telling us tonight is, is there are times, I believe, and, and what I'm talking about is somebody, when they're in their foolish ways, the only way to deal with a fool is in a similar way. And I'm not saying go get a whip and start whipping them. But, but again, he's making some comparison here. Because a fool will not listen to reason. Fools cannot be handled with gloves. We've been there. We've seen it. Um, they have to be, sometimes there are times in life when, when, when people have to be made to do what they're supposed to do, whether they want to do it or not, has absolutely nothing to do with it. And for a fool, there comes a time, hey, listen, God says, they're going to be foolish, they're going to kick, and they're going to scream, and they're going to push back, but there's times when foolish people need to be made to do things. I don't know about you, but this whole thing of people bullying up and bowing up to the police is not a good thing. We, we are raising a bunch of fools. And, and these teenagers that are 14 or 15 years old that fear no authority at all, wait till they get to be about 50. And then watch what happens. And then there's only going to be one way to deal with that. Right? And so again, I think that there's some great lessons here that we need to learn. Uh, that's why we need to show people the love of God. We need to show people and teach them about authority and respect and honor so that people don't get into these situations. Amen? Uh, but sadly, many refuse to change. And so forceful ways, I believe, are ordained uh, by God to be implemented uh, in those cases. Amen and amen and amen. All right, number four, answering a fool. Verse four says, Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou also be like unto him. And we say, okay, just don't argue with a fool. But then we read verse five. Verse five says, Answer a fool according to his folly. Verse four, Answer not a fool according to his folly. Verse five, Answer a fool according to his folly, <laughs> lest he be wise in his own conceit. So it seems here, and I've had people mention this, well, that's a contradiction. Well, the Bible... The Bible never has contradictions, amen. First of all, let's, let's understand that. So the Bible here, I believe the, the answer here is very simple. There are times when we have to engage or, or answer fools, and there are times we should not. And I think that depends upon a lot. You know, I wouldn't want a 12-year-old a trying to engage an atheist with something, okay? But, but I may need to, or maybe somebody that's a little mature in the Word, you see. So again, this is talking about uh, discernment, uh, wisdom, discernment play a big part. Um, certainly when answering a, fuel, a, a, fuel, a fool, in other words, when you engage with them and you get you know, into those situations where you're debating or what have you, you do run the risk of, if you're not careful, your flesh taking over and looking foolish yourself, and, and sometimes you're kind of stooping to their level. That's something we never want to do. We need to be aware of that. So there are times when we just don't need to, to answer uh, a fool. Um, it's just uh, a waste of time to, to answer a fool in many instances. I would probably say in my case, 
from what I've seen, most of the time that's the case. Um, you know, as we learned in our last point, you know, you know, a whip may be the only thing that's going to get them to understand. But what about answering a fool? Uh, verse 5, answer fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. And to me, to me, there's a little hint of, of hope here. In other words, it's, you almost see, you know, may, maybe they could be corrected. But, but I think, too, it, it really still has more to do with, with showing the fool that they are a fool. You know, and that sounds kind of mean-spirited, but, but I believe that is what it's, it's, it's talking about. And I think sometimes that, that we do need to step up and, and as it says there, to, to answer a fool according to this folly, especially when it's, it has to do maybe with others that are being falsely accused or slandered or, or run down. Now, we need to be careful. Again, we need to, we need to know, you know, know some things. You don't want to get yourself in a situation. Uh, but, but sometimes fools do need to be called out. Now, we understand they have no real power, what we just learned a while ago. They're just fluttering around. But, but the things that they are saying could be potentially dangerous and harmful and hurtful to, to people that are innocent. And so there's where it's, hey, no, 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 that's, that's not right. That, that, that is not right. And they need to be called out on it. And they need to be uh, even made an example of, I think, in many ways. Um, uh, and uh, so a lot of times, foolish things that are said, they have to be refuted. Amen? And uh, certainly, you know, when I think about what's going on with our young people today when it comes to the whole gender confusion... Listen, folks, those people are fools. I don't care how many initials they have after their names. They are fools. And they need to be called fools because these are our babies we're talking about here. Amen. Amen. I mean, what they're saying, we know tonight, it has no power. It has no sustenance to it. I mean, a... a, a a elementary kid that hasn't been, you know, uh, conditioned to think a certain way knows there's a difference between a boy and a girl. So what their words have no power, but their words are hurting people. And we need to, to stand up, and that's just one example, and it's just kind of hot on my heart, and so I guess that's why I'm bringing it up. But, but I just want you to understand there are times, other instances, when, when things have to be refuted. So, you know, um, as the fool will know, he is, he's still a fool and he's wrong, even when he will not admit it, you know, um, which just gets me when I hear some of these doctors say things they, they, they know is not true, <laughs> yet they still try to convince everybody else. So we have to answer a fool sometimes uh, so that others certainly will not be hurt. I mean, as we go back to our example with David and Goliath, I mean, is, that not, is there not a cause? I mean, that, I think that's what he said, right? Is there not a cause? And certainly there, there are causes with that. All right, number five. Number five. You can never trust a fool. Uh, verse six. Uh, he that sendeth a message by the hand of a fool cutteth off the feet and drinketh damage. That cutteth off the feet. That's important because in Bible days, uh, how they uh, got messages back and forth was, was from what we would call today a runner. I mean, he actually took the message, uh, sometimes in a scroll or what have you, and uh, so it was done by feet. And so what he's saying here is if you try to trust a fool, it'd be like cutting the feet off of a messenger. You're, it's, <laughs> that's, that's not going to be very wise. 
And uh, so a, a reliable messer, messenger, particularly in Bible days, that was crucial. I mean, it, I mean, lives would weigh in the balance often. And, and uh, they often carried very important information. And, and again, you know, those lives would, would weigh in the balance because of that. So a trusted messenger was needed to make sure the message arrived when and where it should be and, and those types of things. And so a fool with a message, a fool with, with uh, important areas of rule is not a good thing, amen. You know, and uh, again, I just look at uh, some of the leadership in, in our world today, and I'm just like, wow, you know, how, how, how are they there? <laughs> Why is this happening? And I think about this verse. I think about this verse. He that sendeth a message by the hand of a fool cutteth off the feet and drinketh damage. Are we not damaged tonight in, in our country? I think there's a, a good message in here. Because in this case, the message wouldn't be delivered. And there, had, there was a, great, a potential of great damage. You know, oftentimes in our, our uh, catering to people that just don't want to do right, um, oftentimes we may be uh, tempted to say, well, you know, if we just give them more responsibility and give them some self-worth... Uh, It'll inspire them to do better. And I'm not saying that doesn't work. I suppose it could. But I think most of the time we're just kidding ourselves tonight. Amen. I mean, my experience has been that that very rarely works. Because here's the problem. Being a fool is a heart thing. It's, it's not a... It's not a because they have never had the chance to do things. It's not because they were raised a certain way or because society has kept them down or this or that or whatever. When we get right down to it at the end of the day, we, we either choose to do right or we choose to do wrong, right? We either choose to follow God or we choose not to follow God. And so uh, most of the times we're, we're trying to help people with outside influence um, but the only way that a heart can be changed is God has to get a hold of it. And again, I have hope. I, I, I believe anybody can be saved, even a fool. But, but it's a heart thing that has to be changed inwardly. It's not an outward thing. And, you know, and as we've learned, sometimes it takes something forceful and continual. And, and you know, now, you know, I'm not talking about breaking laws and being mean to people, but, but God can sure put a lot of pressure on someone, can't he? God can sure bring a lot of uncomfortableness in a person's life. And, and I think sometimes that's what it is. Now, we don't know. We have to be careful with that. But sometimes that's what it's going to take. Yet, to end on a positive note tonight, God can get a hold of even a fool's heart. You know, and uh, I, uh, I've been sharing with you lately, my mom and everybody, they've, they've been finding these... Uh, you know, since my dad passed away, she's boxing stuff, and we're finding stuff. And and uh, our son was born in 1991, so the video camera was kind of coming on the scene. And so we have a bunch of the, my mom had a bunch of the VHS, you know, and uh, and she still got uh, a VHS player. I think I'm saying that right. And uh, so anyhow, uh, we drug some of those out and. 
and I couldn't believe what they worked. <laughs> for one thing, they, they still worked. Oh, it's funny. And uh, but and and so Dana's been in the process of of getting these things transferred over to modern technology or what have you. But uh, I uh, I I with regret. You know, unfortunately, there's some of those that we're not going to be able to watch, you know, because I was a certain way, right? And so, but, but looking at those things, uh, first of all, I noticed how black my hair was. <laughs> but the other thing is, when I look at that, I say, hmm, what a fool. What a fool. Because I was lost as a goose then. And I think, wow, you know. Um, I sure am glad God saves. Amen. Because that young man in that video, I wouldn't give you a plug nickel for today. I'll just be honest with you. Uh, but God saved him. Amen. And he's still not worth a whole lot, but, but uh, he belongs to God now. Amen. And I praise the Lord for that. He still saves even fools. Amen. And I do praise the Lord for that. So God can, can do that, and, uh, uh, but as long as they remain a fool, uh, uh, we have to deal with them as the Bible uh, directs. So let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, and this Layla will come, and maybe just want to come and pray tonight. Uh, several things on the prayer list tonight that certainly need our attention, and uh, other things as well. Uh, maybe the message tonight, maybe there's somebody on your heart that uh, is in a, a time of foolishness in their own life. They're just not willing to listen and come and pray for them. I, I know that these Bible verses were uh, pretty hard, pretty harsh, but I want us to go away tonight. Not, you know, we, we don't believe in throwing people away. We believe in restoration. Amen. We, we believe in people getting things right, getting things turned around and.